welcome to Powering Through Life, a show dedicated to exploring topics of life that are challenging, that keep us stuck in doubt and mistrust, which can prevent us from living life to our fullest potential and having loving relationships. I'm your host, Teresa Sims, and together with my guests, we bring to life strategies, tools, and ideas that anyone can incorporate easily into their life to promote happiness, better relationships, and personal peace. Our foundation in Powering Through Life is to inspire, motivate, and ignite your dreams to life. Today, my guest is an amazing young lady I met a couple years ago. Her name is Renee Lemieux. And Renee is a thriving musician and also in her second year of university. But like everyone, she's faced various struggles in life from dealing with mental illness to having to make very difficult, life-changing decisions. However, from these experiences, Renee has learned lessons that would change her life forever. Renee, welcome to Powering Through Life. Hello, how's it going? It's pretty good. I'm so glad we got to do this. We've met a few times in person, and I just love your story. I love what you represent, and I think this is a perfect fit for today. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. And I like the topic that you want to talk about today, because I know you'd like to discuss what you've learned about being able to listen to your true desires despite the fear that's holding you back. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Um, fear is a powerful thing. Um, yeah. Why, why would you say in your life fear has been such a powerful thing? Um, I think that there are a lot of things that fear can be helpful for, you know, like actual threats to your life. That's a good thing fear is helpful for. But um, it can also present itself in many sort of ways for things that aren't actually a threat to you or your survival, your well-being. It's just things like your ego, things that affect your ego. You know, what will people think of me? What will my life be like? I'm scared to be alone. You know, I, we have all of these fears that surround us every single day. And um, I had two kind of events in my life. Specifically, I think that really captured fear holding me back and uh, having to push through that. And one of them was an abusive manager, and the other one was having to break up with my now ex boyfriend. Oh, both life altering events, I'm sure. Very much so. And how did um, how did that uh, how did the fear of Having to do that, did it stop you or did it motivate you to make those breaks? Well, the fear definitely didn't motivate me. <laughs> um, I think the fear held me back for both situations for a while. Kind of like I was waiting for something to change, you know. I was I was almost procrastinating making these big decisions that I knew in my heart, eventually I would have to make if I wanted to move forward with my life. With my um, abusive manager, she um, 
she led me down a path in music where I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like my style of music was being heard. I felt like she was just shooting me in there with a bunch of um, high-up people, but I didn't really get to, you know, have the journey from the ground up. She just immediately brought me to these places, put me in high-stress situations, and I knew it wasn't the journey that I wanted. I knew in my heart this is not like a life that I'm supposed to live. This is not how it's supposed to be. I want to experience the full journey, and I want to work with people who, you know, are nice to me, who are kind, who don't make me question my every decision because at the end of the day, anyone who tells you that just giving you some bullshit idea of the truth. Um, excuse my language. <laughs> um, and so I, I think with her, the fear was that, oh, well, I'll never be famous. I'll never be famous if, you know, I I drop her. That that's that was that was the fear. She would always tell me, you know, like you can't do this without me. And she was always threatening to drop me if I didn't do a bunch of things for her. So any action that I did for her was out of fear. Most of the time, I was being controlled like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is when I learned, and I'll explain these three voices that I discovered. Um, that there are three voices in your head. There is your quiet voice. Um, this voice is the whispery voice that you hear and it'll suggest things like, oh, what if? Oh, like, that would be nice. You have your manual voice, your indoor voice, and I'm basing this off of kind of the volumes that I hear them in my head. Um, And this is the one where it's just like you talking yourself manually. Like, it's not your subconscious kicking in. Like, it's not some random thought that's just slipping up. It's you talking yourself. That's just your normal thinking voice, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the loud voice. And the loud voice, I call it loud because it's um, it, it's very in your face. It yells at you. It tells you, you have to do this. You have to do that. Um, and, you know, we don't really have to focus on the manual voice because that's just you controlling what you're saying. But what I do want to focus on is this quiet voice and this loud voice. What makes them different, what their purposes are, and, you know, how to use them as tools properly. Um, The loud voice is an instinctual voice in your head, and it's a self-correcting voice. For instance, like, if you actually had some sort of threat, say if someone was running after you, trying to kill you or whatever, it's going to probably yell at you and be like, run, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that's going to be helpful. But in situations where you're feeling trapped and you're feeling like, for instance, with my manager, oh, no, I'm not going to be famous, blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's scared of something, but it's not anything that's going to hurt you. It's scared that, oh, like, I won't be famous if that's what I want or whatever. I won't get to where I want. I need her. Right. Um, and in that case, you know, it's it, it's telling you a lie. It's It's saying, oh, well, this is the story. This is the truth. It's trying to protect you from something, but, you know, the thing these days is we don't really have anything that's actually threatening us. So this voice kind of labels other things that are actually a threat to us, and it says, hey, like, this is something you should be scared of, and listen to me, and I'll, you know, keep you safe. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's it's just a confused part of your brain that doesn't know how to deal with 
today's much safer society. Um, right, and so, because we're not we're not hunter gatherers anymore, where we're you know part of the food chain, where we're we're being threatened by that reptilian loud voice, where we need to our lives are at stake. Right, that's basically what exactly. you're saying. That loud voice is right. Yeah. So I was saying, you know, do everything she says. Don't drop her. I was also scared of you know being yelled at. Being yelled at's not going to kill me either. It just might suck a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I had to get past all of that, and I had to listen to a part of myself that um, was very quiet. So now moving over to the quiet voice, the thing is, why? okay, so why do we always listen to this loud, fearful-based voice in our head versus this quiet voice? Well, it says it in the names. One's quiet, one's loud, one's a lot easier to listen to based on the volume. The loud voice is going to overpower this quiet, suggestive voice. And that is why, you know, we tend not to listen to it. But the beautiful thing about the voice in your head that just suggests your true desires, which is this quiet voice, is of course it's going to be more quiet. And of course it's not going to demand that you do this or that. Of course it's only going to be suggestions because is, is it really a choice when we're being demanded to do something? You know, that's that's the thing. Do you really want to make decisions based on, you know, a voice in your head yelling at you, telling you to do something? It's the same thing as, like, you know, I was being told to make some big decision in my life by someone. Am I going to listen to them? Or am I going to listen to the person who's saying, well, you could do this, you could do that. You know, it's giving you the option. It's giving you free will. Your true self involves free will. Um, this is why this voice is so important to listen to. It's not going to force you to do anything, but it might kind of steer you in the direction of what you're really wanting, you know. And um, the hardest part is that, like, it's just not convincing. It's so quiet. It seems weak. You know, we associate power with, you know, demands, and it's just it's not the truth of it. Right. Um, so I had to listen to the part of myself that said, well, what if, you know, I could just do my own thing, start over, have and find a producer and a manager who will be nice to me? And then, you know, of course, you're just going to have the other loud voice counteract right away and be like, oh, but this, but that, but, you know, it'll never happen, blah, blah, blah. It's just scared. Um, I, I think that um, what I had to learn was that meant the best things in life, you, you need to take leaps of faith um takes a lot of faith to listen to a part of yourself that you know doesn't sound convincing it might be what you want but it's not convincing you um you have to convince yourself and there can be Um, a lot of fear wrapped around in that aspect all on its own correct exactly exactly because you don't know if you don't Exactly. If you don't know if you can trust yourself or not, or the quieter voice, it can be really daunting. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I I think the thing with the loud voice is it's going to guide you in a direction of um, doing things that you know the outcome. You know where you are. You know the situation. And that's what comforts everyone. That's what keeps everyone inside of their box from moving forward and from taking these leaps of faith. Whereas this quiet voice, it's again, it's suggestive. Suggestive. It's giving you options. 
When you have options, it's not telling you that anything's going to end up a certain way. It's just saying that if you don't change, you're definitely not going to have any of these options. I think that's the one sure thing in taking chances in life. It's like, well, you could stay here living in fear and, you know, being comfortable with where you are because you know what's going on, you know what's going to go on in the future. Or you could look at the one sure thing of taking a chance, and that sure thing is that you will never open up other possibilities for yourself if you don't take that leap of faith. Yeah, maybe you will fall and make mistakes and have to turn back around, but, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere different if you keep doing the same things. So. It's all about the experience and giving giving yourself the choices. If you take that choice, you can write or create yeah. how you want it to be, not living yeah. under someone else's expectations and demands and policies and whatever else you want to call it, right? And someone else's exactly. fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, it's like we're all here to create our own lives. And anyone that tries to convince you there's a certain way to do it, it's just basing it off of what they've done. And and it's it's not it's not your truth. You have to figure that out for yourself. You can't let other people's thoughts necessarily get intertwined with what you're gonna make of your life. And so I felt scared but very freed once once I actually ended things with that manager and I mean now I found a great manager. I found a great producer. I have an album coming out. Congratulations. Wow. That's fabulous. Look at you grow just by that one decision. I know. And I still, you know, oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to ask you, how did you silence that loud voice? What was was the process that you went, went into to be able to silence that? I think that, um... There are a few tools. One thing that someone once told me, um, a previous therapist of mine that studied Buddhism, actually, she said, well, okay, you have all these very loud thoughts and you have these very quiet thoughts. She's the one who actually kind of brought this up to me in the first place. And um, she said, when you start to focus on the quieter thoughts and you start to not, like, there's no way to control making these, loud voices in your head, the ones that are constantly saying things, you can't make them stop. But you can slowly over time let them fade away like static noise. When you stop being scared of them, stop giving them so much power, stop taking them so seriously, and, and focus on that quieter voice, and it, it will get louder. It's It's what you focus on in life that you're going to attract. And if you stop giving so much power to the louder voice, it will fade over time. It's You're not going to be feeding it that energy. You're not going to be putting anything towards it. That's one thing. And I think another thing that really does help is meditation. Mm-hmm. Because when you meditate, you do learn, again, you can't just silence out the thoughts in your head. But you can just stand back as a person on the outside watching them pass by you and looking at them for what they really are, just thoughts. They're not truths. They're not, you know, 
some book to tell all the truths of the world. They're not all the answers to your life. They're just thoughts that pass by, you know. And the more power you give them, the more seriously you take them, the louder they'll get. And then, you know, the exact opposite goes for the less serious you take them, the quieter they'll get. So meditation is a great tool for that and also just generally focusing on the quieter voice, the, the parts of you that are scared but, you know, in the end are going to be following, helping you follow your heart. Exactly. And, you know, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me that those thoughts, you know, were kind of like clouds going across the sky. You know, you yeah. see them, you may acknowledge them, you may recognize them, but you let them go. And they don't belong to exactly. you. They don't attach themselves to you. And they're you're acknowledging that they were there, but they're gone. So just let it go, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's that's brilliant. So can you tell me how all of that fear that you had previously, how did it affect you physically? Oh. Did it manifest think, um, itself in any? Yeah, I, I, I think I would get sick a lot more often, a lot of headaches. Um, mm-hmm. I actually would talk in my sleep, and I, I had a Reiki therapist um tell me this once and pointed out to me when she was giving me a session and, and well I asked her like well does that mean anything um, because I don't usually talk in my sleep and she says well yes it does it it means that you don't as much have a voice in your life right now and you know you have a lot to say but something's blocking you from saying it um, and this is what happens when we don't listen to ourselves it will manifest, you know, in in many different ways, whether it be physical unwellness or, you know, talking in your sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always like to say you can either um, drive your life or let someone drive it for you. And I, I think that true joy and freedom is when you, you know, look past that illusion that, you know, you are just, you know, in in the passenger seat and everyone else is in control and realize that you are in control of your life. It doesn't mean the decisions that you have to make to take control are easy. Nothing good in life is easy necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth fighting for. And I think another thing to point out to people is that it comes and goes. It's, you're not going to have some revelation one day and then you'll just have this great mindset for the rest of your life. Your mind does not work that way. And there are constant, you know, things in life trying to pull you back the other way towards fear. It's a daily exercise, you know. It doesn't, just because I've had success in pushing past my fear doesn't mean I haven't been challenged again and again in life and struggled. It's about, you know, you don't give up. You keep pushing forward. And, you know, you stay strong with that. And, and you realize it's okay to waver. Do you think, Renee, when those those challenges come up, that's a point in time where it's a growth point or a learning point? Yeah. I mean, the thing with challenges is a lot of people see them as obstacles in life. Like, oh, well, why did this have to happen? Like, how inconvenient for me. And it's like, wait, 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 hold on. You're, you're missing the whole point. 
every challenge you've been given has never been to hurt you. It feels that way because, well, it hurts sometimes, but, you know, it's it's giving you an opportunity. Challenges are opportunities to help you learn things and to help you grow as a human. If any person looks back in their life and thinks of who they are now compared to who they used to be and what reasons they are that way, it's going to be because they learned from challenges they had to deal with. Absolutely. So you, you can't really grow into yourself without them. I would totally agree with that. And sometimes when we get hurt in those different situations, it's not always because we hurt ourselves. It's because there was someone else involved that is trying to, in their own way, deal with maybe their fear, but it's coming out in all sorts of different ways and it's actually harming us as an extension. 100%. Yeah, my my manager, she was abusive for a reason. I could tell she had her own problems and... I did not want to be involved with them, frankly. I had to separate myself, you know? It's yeah. one thing to try to help a person, but if they are just trying to put everything on you and drag you down, it's not where you need to be. I would agree. And if they honestly, you know, you try to help them out of kindness, compassion, and understanding for another human being, but they're not willing to take the time or the effort or make the time and effort to help themselves, then you have to decide whether that's worth giving of your time and yourself or self-preservation is most important. Yeah, that's it. And um, I don't know if we have time for me to tell my other experience. Yeah, Um, go ahead. Whatever. We're not on a time limit, so you go right ahead. Okay. Okay, perfect. That's good because I am definitely an over-talker. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) You have, uh, you know, I still find it uh, fascinating that you're, I know it's hard to hear, but at your age, that you have this much wisdom, because there aren't <laughs> oh, a lot. Of, no, there's not a lot of people your age that have this amount of wisdom and experience and are willing to go the distance to talk about it at this level. And I applaud you for that. I really Thank do. You. I, I do know. I, I I go to go school with them, so. <laughs> Okay, so uh, there you go. Well, and that's good because it it gives you a totally different perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And you know what? There's adults like that too at my age, so we're all okay. Oh, 100%. No, I think, and I'm not trying to bash the people I go to school with. It's it's not even like that. We all have our own wisdom, I think, that Mm -hmm. everyone contributes and at different stages and at different times. Yes, I've also met some adults that are less mature than me or other people. And um, it's just everyone's on their own clock for their own journey, right? But um, I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, I'm just a 20-year-old here moving through life, pretty unsure of a lot of things, so it's always nice to hear that. (laughs) Well, you know, Renee, that's why I was kind of drawn to you because I, I, I loved your story when I heard it the first time. Uh, a few years ago, and then when we met earlier this summer, it was the right thing to do. I I wanted you to share your story because I think you bring a a fresh light and a different perspective. So that's why we're doing this today. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. No, I, I was so happy I decided to reach out to you because you're just an amazing human, and it's just it's always an amazing time to talk to you. I always leave with just a very refreshed mind myself, actually. So 
So. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So we're kindred spirits here. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell me yeah. about your second uh, second situation you were going to tell us about. Okay. Yes. Great. I I wanted to talk about this one because I feel like it's a very very common experience for everyone. You know, it's not going in the music industry with a manager. Not everyone can relate to that one. We all have our different passions and we all go our different places. Um, heartache, though, and, and relationships, I think, is something that we all we all deal with and is, is present in everyone's life in whatever way that takes form. And and so the second one was, um, I was I was with my ex uh, boyfriend at the time, and you know, here's the thing: it was my first love, and I thought, well. You know, I love him, so it must it's, it has to work out somehow, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's meant to be. If there's love, you can make it work. And and I had to learn that there's a lot more to it than that. You know, there's there's being with a human who brings out the best in you and who's right for you. And I was just I was so scared to leave this man for so many reasons. Um, I think the first thing is like. This is the first time I'd really just meshed my life into someone else's. We were intertwined in every possible way and practically lived together. And there was also, a, I still at the time was facing some mental issues, um, just, you know, various insecurities, like sleep problems and anxiety and various things, you know. And, and I latched on to him to help myself cope with these, I think. So... That was another reason why it was it was very scary to think that maybe I didn't want to be with him anymore. Like, okay, I don't want to be with him, but how can I possibly be with myself? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, and then a, a third fear was, well, you know, who else will love me like this? You know, who else will be able to listen to all of my fears and all of my deepest thoughts and take them seriously and like them and you know will there ever be anyone as good I kept thinking like maybe I'm just taking this for granted maybe I should just be more thankful of this relationship I think and I see many other people go through the same phases where they're like oh well you know what like it'll be fine it'll be fine I'm just I should focus on the positive right but or it's just me right it's just me I'm the one that yeah exactly and and I had to again take this leap of faith. And and again I noticed it was helpful that I had had the experience with my manager prior to this because that was the first time I really acknowledged that quiet voice in my head saying, "Look, it's time for a change here. I know this is the most terrifying thing ever, but it's I think you're ready for a change. This is not what you need in your life anymore. Like what if you could have someone who you related to a little more? What if you could have someone who wanted to go out more and do more things with you? You know, and and as much as there was good there, there were a few fundamental things that were just kind of like crushing me down as a person. It was making me smaller and bringing out the worst in me, not the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And so I had to do it. I had to break up with this person. And for three months, I was absolutely just terrified after I did it because 
again, all those thoughts were going through my head. But at the same time, I felt finally myself again. And I think the big thing to take out of both of these situations is as scary as the unknown can be, as scary as it can be to walk towards your fears, because how does that make any sense? If you're scared of something, there should be a good reason, right? Not always. Um, so it's good to be scared. It's good to be scared and do something anyways, because in the end, you know, I have an amazing boyfriend right now, very happy. I feel myself. I feel like I'm living a very full life. And I never would have ended up there if I hadn't, you know, broken up with him and done a very hard thing, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just how it is. Some of the biggest, hardest things to do in life have the biggest rewards. You know, how are you going to get to a place that you never thought you'd be if you don't do things that you never thought you could do? Well, exactly. Yeah. And life, life, even though it's challenging, it challenges us whether you yeah. allow it to be in a good way or a bad way. And, yeah. you know, when you allow your identity to be, absor- like, absorbed into someone else's life, that's not living a life of your own dreams and your own making. Yeah. Right? I mean, if and, and mm-hmm. a lot of women are in that situation when they get married. They lose their identity. And I, that happened to me in my first marriage, 25 years. I didn't know who I was when I came out of that. So I settled. I I didn't listen to the voice telling me this isn't right. You shouldn't be here. I settled. I caved in. I gave in, and I lost so much. Yeah. However, is- you wake up and you decide, or you have an awakening, and you decide, you know what, I have value too. I have mm-hmm. value, and I'm not going to allow the fear to stand in my way. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's so easy to cave into it. And, you know, yeah. I've done it so many times. But mm-hmm. you just got to keep pushing out. And um, look where you are now, too. Right? Wow. You, too, my dear. I mean, I think the, the main uh, topic that we've got that came out of this for me and the one word that I can relate this to is belief. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's a true belief in yourself. Never lose that. Yeah, because the thing is, you know, when you jump out into the unknown, there is nothing you can be sure of but yourself. You know, as long as you continue to be sure of yourself and trust your gut, trust your heart, and feel like I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to, it's okay. The rest is just, you know, I like to call it walking in the dark. And, And whenever I'm feeling... Like I'm having an off day. I just tell myself and I visualize. I'm like, you know, I'm just walking in the dark right now. It's pitch black. It doesn't mean it's bad, though. Because I believe and I trust that there's something past this. There's going to be an opening of light. And it's it's that whole thing of, um, I think, I yes, this is Einstein who says this. It's um, something along the lines of, Oh, let me try to remember. With a bike, life is like riding a bicycle. You have to keep moving to keep your balance. So as long as you keep moving forward, trust in yourself, you're going to make it past that unknown spot you're in. 
but it's okay to be there. I think that's great. And, you know, I also think Walking in the Dark would make a great song title. Oh, yeah, already working on it. Oh, <laughs> see, great minds think alike. There we go. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, Renee, is there one quote or special thought or belief that you would like to leave our listeners with, too, to help them to power through their life or to kind of silence that really crabby yelling voice that sometimes happens in our heads? Yeah, I um, I think that it, this is one I already said, and there's a lot of quotes I could think of, but this one probably captures the big idea of it all that will really help people move forward with what they want to do in their life. Um, and I think it's that you can never get to the places that you never imagined you could be if you don't do the things you never thought you could do. Oh, I like that. That's incredible. Thank you for that. And I think I would like to get that written. Can you send that to me? Because I would like to include that with uh, with your clip on the Divas That of Care course. Network. That would be fantastic. And tell, uh, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you if they would like to, number one, hear, purchase your music, or just maybe to email you to, you know, give you a, a comment about today's interview, or just to ask questions. How could they get in, yeah, in touch with you? Um, I will absolutely give out my phone number because I don't care um, about that. I'm just a very open person. So my phone number is 519-590-6582. Um, you can also contact me at my email, which would be, I think probably a good one to use right now, would be the S Summer. So it's like summer, but S before it. So ssummer607 at gmail.com. And then also for my music, you can find me on Instagram at wanderer.music. And wanderer is spelled um, W-A-N-D-R-E-D. So it's just missing one of the E's there, oh. you know, because the domain was not available. Ah. <laughs> Well, we um, haven't kind so, of watched yeah. those domains, but I will make sure that all of that is included with your segment so that and when awesome. we share it out so that anyone can get in touch with you and give you feedback, ask questions, and please everyone, all divas, get in touch with this young lady. She was so <laughs> impressive to have a conversation with and I just love spending time with her. And Renee, thank you so much for oh, being Thank you. Yeah, this is fantastic. And I think when you have time and when your schedule allows, we need to do this again. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Okay, many more thoughts in the spring. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, good luck with everything in school, and thank oh, you thank again you. for being on Powering Through Life. So that brings to a close another great, inspiring interview on Powering Through Life. I'd like to thank my really incredible guest, Renee Lemieux, for sharing her thoughts and wisdom with our listeners today. All of Renee's contact information will be included, so please get in touch with her. Reach out if you have any questions. I know Renee would be happy to contact you. That brings to a close another inspiring segment on Powering Through Life. Thank you to my incredible guests for sharing their wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Join me again next time for more real stories designed to motivate and inspire. Listeners, you can get in touch with me on Facebook and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. 
You may also reach me at my website, which is www.teresasims.com. Keep in touch and let's keep the conversation going.